proceed until apprehended. The Kissing with Confidence podcast. With Russell Wardrop, Kissing with Confidence founder and CEO. Every good presenter, every good keynote presenter makes the emotional connection. There are no boring subjects, only boring presenters. There are outstanding keynote presenters on every single subject you can imagine. I remember when it was an academic, the health and safety guy who had to give all the placement students a health and safety lecture every year, he used to have people coming to more than one of his lectures because it was hugely entertaining. You really did wonder if that large television on that bracket above his head was actually going to fall and whack him. So making the emotional connection is absolutely key no matter what you are speaking about. And essentially, there are five ways to make the emotional connection. And if you want an exemplar of the five ways to make the emotional connection, you could do, do no better than look at Barack Obama's A More Perfect Union, where he uses four of the five ways to make the emotional connection. So essentially, where we are now in your keynote presentation is you have done your analysis and you have done some brainstorming, which is your collection of divergent thoughts, and maybe organise those thoughts into some kind of an order in terms of themes. Now, you don't have a beginning, you don't have a middle, and you don't have an end, um, but actually what you've got is something that's starting to look like a keynote presentation. So let's look at the ways in which you can make the emotional connection in order to make your material memorable when they're having their chicken tikka baked potato at lunchtime. The first way is to personalise your message, and that's to use the words I, we, and you. Your keynote presentation should be owned by you. It should not sound like it's out the corporate brochure, and it shouldn't sound like you're reading it off the slides. You should be front and centre of the stage. You should be walking towards your audience if you possibly can. And the first way that you can make the emotional connection, as I say, is to use the first person. Use a personal story. Now, many presenters do this. They can tell very dramatic personal stories. It should always be connected to your material. The reason you would use a we exemplar is because it shows that you are at one with the audience and that you understand the audience. And of course, the you is taking that a stage further. In other words, I know what you are thinking. I understand my audience. And there are loads of examples of that, but perhaps you could take uh, stand-up comics as an example. They've got a routine, but within that routine, you would always find if they're visiting a Brighton or a London or an Edinburgh or a Glasgow, there's usually five or 10 minutes at the beginning that are specifically for the city that they are visiting. And what they're essentially doing is saying, this little bit of my performance is for you. So personalise your message is a great way to make the emotional connection. The next way you make the emotional connection is by metaphor and analogy. A metaphor is saying something is something else. An analogy is an extended metaphor. Now, one of my favourite uh, blog posts is, what are your 25 stories? So collect your stories. Now, one way to collect your stories is to go back to the brainstorming. Uh, podcast that I delivered and understand that having creative divergent thoughts and being a creative thinker can help you in collecting those stories. But actually, the good news is 
you can use them again and again. So once you get good ones, and once you get ones that suit your character, and you can get help with this, metaphor and analogy is a great way of connecting with the audience. Now, let me explain a little bit about why they're so powerful. If you tell a story to an audience, huh, they go on their own journey. So if you take Barack Obama, he talks about um, the hall that still stands across the street, yeah, where he talks about America's improbable experiment in democracy in his more perfect union speech. Even if you don't know the hall across the street, we all understand what a church hall is. And we might be taken on our own journey to the time that we went to our own church hall. So metaphor and analogy is a terrific way of expanding your audience's mind. And also metaphor and analogy, fundamentally the reason you do it is you are making the complex more simple. If you're explaining something that is very complicated, if you're a technical specialist in any area, one of the things that metaphor and analogy do are simplify it for the receiver of the message. Now, here's the thing about that. Don't think it's easy. Don't think up your metaphors and analogies at the last minute. Work on them and practice them and integrate them into the whole presentation. Now, the most powerful way of making the emotional connection, but the best way is to use humour. And let me say up front, humour is always at someone's expense and you can make it at your own expense but not always, you shouldn't do it always. But one way or another, humour is risky, especially in the modern world. That's what it is. Here is how you do it. Humour is about juxtaposition. Humour is about putting something next to something else that causes and creates a reaction. And how do you do that? Well, I'll tell you how architects do it. If you walk into Grand Central Station, you walk through those low doors and you go into the space, you will feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. The architect knew that was going to happen. You don't have to be an architect for the hairs on the back of your neck to stand on end. When you hear the first 12 bars of Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, you don't have to be Slash, the guitarist, to understand chords and playing the guitar, but you just feel the hairs on your back of your neck stand on end. So juxtaposition is created and feelings are created by human emotions. So I'll tell you a joke that explains exactly what humour is. A man walks into the doctor's. Doctor says, take all your clothes off. The man says, don't you think you should ask me out first? That's the setup. The doctor says, don't be so silly. I'm a doctor, you're a patient. I need to examine you. Take all your clothes off. The man says, all right, but where will I put them? And the doctor says, just put them over there on top of mine. That's a Chick Murray joke, an old Scots comedian, and it illustrates perfectly juxtaposition. You have a picture of a naked doctor and a clothed patient. It changes the picture. Once you understand that, you can put humour into your metaphors and your analogies. It's challenging, but you prepare it and you do it appropriate for the audience. The fourth way of making the emotional connection is to use quotation and reference. And there are two types of quotation and reference. There are technical quotation and reference that show the breadth and depth of your knowledge and you should be up to date and it can illustrate exactly 
how it is you know what you know, that you are bang on, that you've got a depth of knowledge that's there and you've got a breadth of knowledge that's there. Quoting from the latest learned journals, quoting from the latest financial pages, whatever it is, showing your finger is in the pulse. Or non-technical quotations. A good painting should bristle with razor blades. Pablo Picasso. Knowledge speaks, but wisdom listens. Jimi Hendrix. Don't eat me. I have a wife and three kids. Eat them. Homer Simpson. Quotation and reference show you've got a hinterland, show you've got a personality, but they also show the breadth and depth of your knowledge. Barack Obama quotes Jim Crow, the slave legislator, and William Faulkner, a 20th century writer, in his more perfect union presentation. Now, props, pictures, and visual aids. Yes, you can use slides, but only once you've got your structure sorted, only once you know where the presentation is going. Rules for slides are quite simple. You've got to be able to read them. Don't put words up there. Have fewer than you think. Sometimes have none. You don't put words up on slides because audiences can read. And even if you only have five bullet points, I can read them all in less than six seconds. And you're still in bullet point number one, and I'm thinking if the lunch is going to be any good. Put pictures in your slides. By all means, put graphs and diagrams in your slides, but they must be immediately accessible to the audience. And of course, you can put pictures in slides. What are your options for props, pictures and visual aids? Physical props, low-tech props for high-tech presentations. I love Flip charts, they are spontaneous, they are immediate. People love them. Get yourself a big pen and be able to write effectively. Yeah? Handouts, make them understandable. Don't use video or audio, you will put the audience to sleep. But here's the thing about props, pictures and visual aids. You are the prop. You are the picture. You are the visual aid. You are physically standing in front of them, moving forwards, Talking words that make sense, that make the emotional connection. Proceed until apprehended podcast is produced by Kissing with Confidence. Find out more on our website at kissingwithconfidence.com.